If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the art of charm. Learn everything you need to know to crush it in business, love, and life. Today we're talking with Kim Seltzer, a dating coach here at The Art of Charm. She's the one who teaches the ladies, and uh, we're doing a little female toolbox this time around. But guys, you should listen to this too, because there's a lot of benefit to be had looking at the other side of the coin, which is not so different from ours. We're gonna talk about flirting, what it actually is and isn't, the top excuses why women don't flirt or use femininity in dating and in the workforce, and we're gonna talk about body language, fashion, and feminine communication. So I wanna welcome everybody, guys and gals, to The Art of Charm. The Art of Charm brings together the best thought leaders, teachers, and exceptional individuals to teach you how to be a top performer in life, love, and at work. Imagine having a mix of experienced mentors teaching you their expertise, packing decades of research, testing, and tough lessons into a curriculum. We may not have all the answers, but we definitely have all the questions. I want to invite you to join us in our social capital challenge at theartofcharm.com slash challenge or text charmed to 33444. This is a challenge about improving your social capital, inspiring more people to develop a personal and professional relationship with you. This will make you a better networker and a better connector. Oh, and if you want to have accountability, invite your friends. That's theartofcharm.com slash challenge or text charmed to 33444. Enjoy this one with Kim Seltzer. Why don't you tell us what you do in one sentence? I help people love themselves. How's that? That's good. It's That's such fluffiness, though. <laughs> I know, and I'm so not fluffy. I'm not like the, the woo-woo type at all. You know me. I want to scratch um, that out with a Sharpie and let you do it again. Okay. So I am a dating and makeover expert, and I draw upon my experience as a therapist to really do an inside-out approach and helping people look and feel their best so they attract what they want. So whether that's the opposite sex, a new job, a lot of times people come to me when they're in a state of transition and want to change. And that's where usually I come in. One of the reasons I'm having you back, I mean, you're, you've are you been on the show with me a bunch of times. We even have our own show that we haven't released yet called Full Disclosure, where we coach people in real time. It's amazing. Even if I do say so myself. <laughs> but but yeah, critics say it's awesome, only I'm the only critic. I was going to say, who is the critic? We have one critic. I'm very self-critical. One of the things that I wanted to focus on is we have a lot of female AOC fans. I mean, if you take the survey numbers and you slap them on top of the real numbers, we've got... 
thousands and thousands, 10,000 plus female fans listening to Art of Charm every single week, and they are not shy about saying, where's the dating stuff for women? And the reason I haven't had it on here before, the reason we haven't done much with it, is because I speak from my own perspective, I speak from things I can really relate to, and I've, as far as anyone knows, I've never been a girl, and I don't really know what it's like, and so I don't wanna be pulling like a Dr. Phil and going, well, here's the problem, blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, I read that on a friggin' blog, right? But you do have a feminine side, which I love about you. I do. I don't yes. totally know how to identify it, but it's there. And I'm sensitive enough, but I still don't know what it's like in a dating market for females. And nothing's going to ever change that uh, short of a trip to Thailand. <laughs> so I wanted to have you on here and talk about flirting and why women don't flirt or maybe use femininity or and, and some of the common pitfalls. Because frankly, the way I look at it now, and I've looked at it a lot over the last decade here working at The Art of Charm, is women are between this weird rock and a hard place where the guys that tend to approach them a lot of the time are not the guys that they want, but they can't necessarily approach guys. I mean, sometimes they do and sometimes they can, but most women don't want to because it messes with the gender role stuff, and guys are kind of saying, I don't want that also, and so if they don't do that, they don't get anywhere, and so you're really stuck because it's almost this sort of passive, or at least on the surface looks passive role that women play in the dating market and in the dating game, whereas guys can, in theory, go after what they want. Now, whether or not they do, that's why one of the reasons why we have a job in this company exists is because we started off telling guys and teaching men how to go after it. But with women, it's totally different. You can't say, all right, here's what you're going to do. You're going to go up and say, hey, you're good looking, buy me a drink, and then boom, happily ever after. Because certain guys don't like that, certain girls don't want to do that, women don't want to do that you can end up being stuck in a rock in a hard place where when you play it passive, the only guys that hit on you are gross. <laughs> right. Well, it's so funny because, you know, I always use the metaphor, the old days when the women used to drop the hanky, right? And I always tell women that is kind of the sense that you should always have. It's giving men signals to come over. And I find that most of the time men are just scared. You know, they're scared of rejection. They're looking for some sort of smoke signal to come over and talk to you. And women have no idea how closed off they are with their body language and their messaging, uh, the way they hang out with girls in a group and close off any kind of opportunity for men to approach. And I think overall, the roles are kind of merging where men are becoming more like women, women are becoming more like men. And so now we're at a standoff. But yet at the end of the day, men still want women to be women and women still want men to be men and approach. So that's what I teach women is that instead of, you know, taking the hanky, crumpling it up and throwing it at them, that's the aggression. It's just dropping the hanky and giving a signal so that actually people are meeting each other. And okay, so we're gonna have to dissect that a little bit because <laughs> dropping the hanky, they're on Amazon right now looking for hankies. <laughs> Young crowd. This, this is important enough for guys too if you're single and, and frankly if you're in a relationship because I wanna highlight this plight to put a little dramatic spin on it because I've heard a lot of talk, I should say, from guys, not even just AOC clients and not even just people on the internet but just in general, they're like, ah, oh, women have it so easy, it's not a problem and even comedians like Amy Schumer they mm -hmm. make light of it by going, whatever, I'm 160 pounds and I can catch a dick anytime I want but we're not talking about that. We're talking about finding somebody to 
start a relationship with. We're not talking about easy access to sex. We're talking about starting social interactions, starting relationships. And it can be really tricky because between guys and girls not even knowing how to flirt in the first place, we end up with this nuclear detente uh, in whatever venue you're at where people are very rarely interacting with each other. And it's really bad for the women. It's bad for men and women, but the women really are, like I said, between a rock and a hard place. So let's back up a little bit. What is the definition to you? What is flirting in general? Because for me, I'm thinking I'm making her laugh and she likes it. And then I touch her a little bit and she touches me back and then phone number, dot, 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 profit, right? Well, let's make sure we're on the same page here. Well, that's just it is that, you know, anytime, and I do a lot of lecturing and workshops, and anytime I have people raise their hand and say, how comfortable are you with flirting? Hardly anybody raises their hand. I think people have a connotation of what flirting is and their own definition due to their own insecurities, fears, you know, what they've seen, what they haven't. But if you look in the dictionary, this is what's so fascinating at the definition of flirting is to behave as though attracted to or trying to attract someone, but without serious intentions of an outcome. I mean, think of that. So if we all just thought of flirting as just a playful gesture, as you had said, but for women too, without a serious intention of an outcome, it's so much easier. For me, it's creating a magnetic energy. It's getting people to just want to come talk to you. I always say, you know what? Stop targeting a man to flirt with necessarily, but just flirt with life. Create this energy where people want to get to know you. Okay, so for most people, flirting doesn't sound like serious intent, but that's even more problematic because let's, for the sake of this episode, let's assume we're talking about females that are interested in starting a relationship, they're single, they're not just looking for the late night booty call, they don't want to be used as such. So. What's the problem here? Well, okay. I find, you know, when I go out into the field with these women, you know, a lot of them will say to me, you know, I don't understand. I've done all this work on myself. I've gone to years of therapy. I'm so ready to meet a man, the right man for me. And then I'm always like, show me, don't tell me. And we go out in the field and they're not at all as open as they think they are. And after digging deeper, working with these women, I found that there's kind of these like top five excuses that a lot of women have around what flirting is about. The first one is I'm not attracted to anyone. Like we'll walk into a room and she'll say, oh, you know, there's no one here that I like. And the problem with being that target specific is that you're closing yourself off to many opportunities. You know, there could be an older gentleman that you talk to that has a son for you. I'll tell you a true story around this. I walked in to a bar with a client. It was lunchtime. I always tell women, go to like a lunchtime place place where everybody can just, you know, sit down and chat. Most men are eating by themselves. It's a great way to meet men. So, but doesn't that require then her to go up and approach him? No, no. Okay. Why? It is important for men. It's important for women to position themselves. And that's kind of like a secret weapon that I'll disclose later. But anyway, back to my story. So we were sitting at the bar and I told my client, talk to everybody and anybody. Don't worry if he's not like within your range of age or weight or any of the requirements that she had. So this guy sits down, three reasons why he was not her type. He was married, he was overweight, and he was twice her age. But I told her, don't worry about it. I want you to talk to him and let's just be flirtatious and fun. 
So we were, we had the best conversation. Fast forward later in the conversation, he's like, you girls are so much fun. Do you happen to be single? And I said, well, actually, my friend is who was my client. He goes, good, because I have a guy who I think would really like you. I'm like, great, bring him on. Where is he? And so he said, you know what, I think I'll meet you guys with him later that night. I kid you not later that night, we ended up, you know, texting each other, he met us out, my client and his friend ended up totally hitting it off. And they are still dating. This is funny because it's analogous to what we teach in our social capital program, which is essentially you're not going into this thinking of a transactional outcome. Like, okay, I want to date this guy that I see at this venue. Let's make it happen. You're looking at this like, look, I'm just going to explore every opportunity that I have to meet people. And eventually this will either work out or not. But it's it might not be with somebody directly that we're meeting right now. And that was the case here. Guys do the same thing. They They go, oh, none of the girls in here are what I'm looking for. Let's go to the next place. And then... Of course, if you make friends with a bunch of the people there, they all have friends, sisters, relatives, whatever, and they can all introduce you to people. So you have to look more than just one layer or one move past. You can't just go window shopping for a mate and hope that it works out. Exactly. That's a great way of putting it. Yeah. Okay. And another excuse I hear women, especially all the time, is I don't want to give off the wrong signals. Because see, women fear that if they show an interest in a man, then they'll be falsely leading him on. But again, if you look at the definition of flirting, it's to behave as though you're attracted or trying to attract something or someone without a serious intention. So there's no wrong signals. Like women, we have the choice of who to choose and who not to choose to move on. And, you know, we're all in the dating game together. You know, I've never met anybody or any man who went to the hospital because a woman said no to him. You know, yeah, it may hurt a little, but, and I tell women all the time, wouldn't it be a great problem to have if you had the choice of saying no to a lot of men? I mean, most women can't even get one man to say hello to her. So again, it's opening up the field and not having so much buy-in into the outcome. Lennon and McCartney, Jagger and Richards, Watson and Crick, AJ and Johnny. What about the perfect duo when it comes to growing your business? Well, that's you and Shopify. That's right, Johnny. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling your own fire merch or promoting your productivity programs, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort Thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, as well as millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. 
Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. And AJ, you don't have to just sell your stuff anymore. With Shopify Collective, you can curate products to sell from the brands that you love, giving your customers more variety and your business more sales. Shopify is your no-excuses business partner. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash charm. Go to shopify.com slash charm now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash charm. Over the last 17 years, we have launched our fair share of online courses, coaching programs, and finding the right platform has always been a challenge. They say if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. But if you're an entrepreneur, you know the hard work that comes with it. That's why you need Kajabi. Kajabi makes it easy to run your entire online business from one platform so you can focus on what you love, creating. Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. No matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, passions, and experiences into enriching online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, thriving communities, personalized coaching, and more. The best part? Kajabi doesn't cut into your revenue because everything is owned and controlled by you. So keep 100% of what you earn. And with Kajabi, you also get robust analytics, easy payment options, email marketing tools, and customizable website templates all built in. You don't even need a huge audience to make sustainable income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash charm. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash charm. Go to kajabi.com slash charm and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. Interesting, right. Thinking, well, if I say hello and smile, he's going to want to date me and get married. But is that not an unreasonable fear that if you smile at the wrong guy, he's going to friggin' follow you home from the grocery store? I mean, that does happen. Well, I know, but I think most people can use good judgment on that. I mean, if you're getting a weird sense from that guy, I think most people can read people pretty well. I give people the benefit of the doubt in that. And of course, you're not going to do anything that's going to put yourself in danger. Probably not going to smile at a guy in a dark alley. But if you're just out and about, there is nothing wrong with smiling and saying hi to somebody. Most people really welcome that because no one's doing it anymore. That's the second excuse. The third excuse I hear all the time is, I want him to like me for my intelligence, not as a sexual object. It's kind of along the same lines. You know, sometimes women lead with their intelligence because they don't want the man to just think of them as an object and want them to respect them. But the problem with that is that that's where women can fall into the friend zone. If you're not you know, having fun and embracing your femininity and being playful, then you're just like another dude having a conversation about business or sports. And that is also something that I see a lot of women do. So excuse number four, I'm not comfortable doing those things. So women will say to me, you know, they think they have to be like the highly sexualized Samantha in Sex in the City, you know, and the truth is there's many ways of flirting to discover like what's right for you. There's not one flirting technique. I'll tell you a quick personal story. When I was first 
divorce, my life seriously changed when I got my first good friends, like my sex in the city friends, right? We would go out, we would practice flirting. And for me, it was fascinating because each of my friends had a different technique. My one friend, she was that girl. She would walk in the room. She would like twirl her hair. She'd be all googly eyes to the guys. And you know what? It worked. But I knew that that wasn't something comfortable for me. My other friend, she did it all with her eyes. She would walk in a room. She would look at a guy and she just, she knew how to do it. And I kid you not, every time she did it, a guy would be by her side within five minutes just all the nonverbals. And then my third friend, she did it with sense of humor. And, you know, for me, it was kind of finding my own, it was almost like a mix of all my friends until I got to the place where it was comfortable. I think when things are uncomfortable, it's because you know, you haven't done it before, you're rusty, or you're out of practice, especially if you know, you haven't been in the dating scene for a while. So that's, you know, the other excuse. And then the final excuse is I just don't know how. So, you know, if you've been in a long relationship or you've never dated before, you never really learned how, or you didn't have role models of what flirting is about, it can be, again, uncomfortable. But if you think of it more as an experiment and just having fun and being playful and not putting too much pressure on yourself, you can learn slowly, especially if you go out like I do with my friends and you have, you know, watch people who do it well. It's the best way of learning. So what are we talking about in terms of nonverbals for women here? Women are going, what nonverbals? And if it's like, well, there's just tons, that's super unhelpful, right? Right, right. Well, I can tell you, there's a couple of things I know works. And we said it already, smiling. Smiling and making eye contact is probably the biggest and best way to just grab a guy's attention. You know, even if you see a guy across the way and you notice him noticing you, take that in accept it, and then look back and smile. That's what guys are looking for. They're looking for that in, you know, and again, and I tell guys this too, it's not the creepy stare, but it's just a look, maybe look down and a look again for, you know, affirmation. So that is definitely something. And then if you engage in conversation, and again, if you're comfortable with this, you know, touching him lightly as you're talking, you know, pay attention to your posture put your shoulders back, you know, also be mindful of like a closed off body positioning. A lot of women don't even realize that, you know, by folding their arms or also if they're with their girlfriends, especially if seated at the bar and they're just like talking to each other in a very closed position, guys, they're fearful of like breaking that field. And then also slow down the walk. You know, we are getting to be such a fast paced society. Everyone's in their phones and nobody's like even observant of anything else around them. If you just like open up your eyes and see even who's in your energy field and what guys are looking at you and slow down the walk as you enter a room to take it in, that is super sexy for a guy. Don't you think? Yeah, I mean, it depends on the situation. It can be a little intimidating as well, and I think that's another rock and a hard place that a lot of women find themselves in. Is, and we get notes like this, like, I'm very confident and I'm not afraid to speak my mind, and I think a lot of guys are intimidated by that. And sometimes it's just annoying. You know, you can tell by the way that the email's written, like, I'm not afraid to speak my mind. And you're like, okay, you're that person who's always gotta be right. But there's other people that say that and you think, oh, the problem is, whatever you know she's doing is showing that she's not that submissive and she lives in an area where maybe guys are looking for that you know maybe she's an east coaster that moved down to louisiana and it's not working out that way 
you know, things yeah. like that. So I want to help do that because I think every woman has read Smile, right? Like that's just yeah. at this point common sense. And so I want something as a little bit deeper if possible. I mean, you would think it's common sense, but it <laughs> it really is. I can't tell you how many women don't smile when I'm talking to women. It's like there's this like rusting bitch face that women have they don't even realize even you know like if they're in their head or they're thinking about something it's not even that they're being bitchy but that they're coming across as bitchy so okay besides the smile just softening you know maybe like serious look on your face with your muscles like just relaxing everything a lot of us are tense in our muscles and our body everywhere and people don't even realize it so those are definite easy things to do. The other thing is, is that men are looking, once you're talking to a man, they're looking for that, well, does she like me more than just a friend? And so doing things like touching him lightly and laughing and, you know, making little nuances and just being playful, you know, teasing one another, you know, almost think of it when you were in the third grade. It's that playful that, you know, people really enjoy, because I think that now we've, again, gotten so serious that the conversations become dry, a Q&A session. And then people are just like, oh, I have no chemistry with her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it becomes sort of a logical exchange. When you say banter and flirting and things in touch, when does that start? Because I think a lot of people are imagining in their head walking up and the guy says, hey, you're here for some coffee? And she's like, oh, you're so funny. And then touches his arm and he's like, whoa, this is a prostitute. <laughs> well, timing is everything, obviously. Use discretion. But I think the first thing you need to do is make a connection. So as a woman, you feel comfortable with a conversation and the way it's going with a man and you're finding yourself attracted to him. You know, bring your body in a little bit closer to him as well. That's another thing that I see all the time is the proximity in which people are talking to one another. Like if it's, you know, 10 feet apart and you're trying to talk to the guy, it's not as intimate. <laughs> Obviously, if you are then standing closer. And I always recommend standing almost like shoulder to shoulder. It's a little less intimidating than just, you know, you don't want to be straight on. And obviously, if a woman is feeling comfortable enough, and it's within your culture, because that's another thing I find there's cultural differences with touch. And that's an important note that you can do that. And a guy will love that. I'm not talking about like rubbing his leg within the first 30 seconds <laughs> right. of meeting him. But you know, patting him on the shoulder as he's talking, making a funny joke, you know, just tapping him lightly, stuff like that. It's a way to connect. How do you get him to start the conversation in the first place? Okay, so here's the thing is that I believe it's not about what to say, but what's going on in that moment where you can organically and authentically make a connection. So, you know, I always tell women first, just, you know, use observation and find out who's in the room. You know, that's first and foremost. The second thing is, what are you curious about? Who do you want to connect with? And start with making that nonverbal gesture. So whether it's connecting with your eyes, connecting with your body, navigating the room and placing yourself in a position where somebody is more likely to say hi to you. And once you do that, then you can feel safe in, you know, having a conversation. It could be as easy as just saying hi. That's it. Hi. I mean, guys love that. 
And in fact, I've said hi to guys and, and guys practically like jump out of their stool because they're not used to women actually initiating. So I always tell women, men are usually more scared of us than we are of them. And that is hard to fathom for a lot of my women. And it's funny because men come to me all the time. It's like what you said in the beginning, Jordan. It's like, why do you coach women? Like, what do you women have to worry about? We're the ones that have to approach you. But again, if we're not giving the signals or we're not turning our cab light on, there's no way that a guy is going to come and approach us. I like that, turning the cab light on. Because that's what it is. Because I'll, I'll talk to single friends of mine and I'll be like, oh, that girl's really cute. Oh, yeah, but she's in bitch mode right now. Look at that scowl. Or like, oh, she's reading. She's studying. He's going to bother her. Oh, yep. I heard her. She keeps texting somebody. It's probably her boyfriend. I mean, there's a lot of that. Like, these aren't high school guys I'm talking about. I mean, these are adults. Some of whom are, you know, we'll be in a circle of a bunch of married guys. It's not like they've never seen a woman before and one single guy. And he's getting the worst advice ever about how it's going to be scary to go up and do anything. And there's no opportunities. And it's just completely inaccurate. I know from years of experience only that I can walk right over there and be like, hey, you know, this is random, but you should meet my friend. Is that cool? Whenever you're done here. And a lot of times they're like, well, who is it? And I'm like, oh, it's that guy right there with the curly hair. Yeah, cool. That happens all the time. So my single friends, they often love being around me because I'll totally live vicariously through them and do that, you know? But that took me the better part of a decade to be able to go and do something like that because I had the same fears as every other guy. Yeah, I think that a lot of the fears come from rejection again. And then you're in your head and you're worrying about what to say. Again, not worrying of the outcome, just saying hi and getting to know people. I know that's easier said than done. You know what, women in particular, and this may surprise a lot of men out there, is that we are in our heads a lot too, maybe in a different way. But you know, women are thinking mostly that they don't want to bother people. So if they, if there's a guy, you know, and, and he looks busy or he's in his phone, so many of my women, when I go and coach, they're like, oh, we can't bother him. Look, he's like looking in his phone or he's watching the game. I, I, I say, I don't really care. Let's go. Yeah. You know, it's like, and again, every time I break that kind of like focus from a guy, I have never, ever in the years of doing this, have I ever had a guy say, oh, excuse me, I'm busy. Can you just like talk to me later? Never. They love it. Because again, normally women don't do it. And so it's refreshing. You have something you teach called the dating GPS. What is that? Yeah, because I kind of look at, you know, a social setting, whether it be a bar, the farmer's market, the grocery store as a dating battlefield. And if you look at it, that's healthy. Yeah, I but I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> a nice adversarial relationship. <laughs> because you look, if you take the emotion out of it and you look at it more as strategic, because, you know, you teach guys this, but there's not a lot of women thinking about it in this way. But if women are more strategic in thinking about where to position themselves, who is in the room and navigating the room, that is half the battle. I'll tell you a quick story around that and I'll tell you how I broke it down. So I was, again, telling this woman that I was coaching that positioning is everything. So we walked into this bar. And if you can imagine, the bar area was like a V, right? And so the best positioning for a woman is where the epicenter right in the corner, because then you can talk to the people to your left, the people to your right, and then the bartender in front of you. And then you're in the position of having everybody have focus on you if you want it. So we walked into this bar and sure enough, there was, okay, an empty seat in the epicenter, a guy sitting next to it, and then another empty seat 
on the other side of him, right? So he was like in between two empty seats. There were also two empty seats all the way to the right at the end of the bar. So I said to my client, where would you sit? She's like, oh, well, there's two empty seats right at the end. I said, eh, wrong answer. She's like, what? Where else are we supposed to sit? I said, right there. And I pointed to the epicenter. Johnny, we know if you listen to the show, you are driven. In fact, we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to recent Indeed survey. We have hired a lot of team members over the last 17 years. Going through endless resumes, well, that's a time sink. But you know what else is a time sink? Interviewing endless people, because they're all gonna give you the best face forward. That's why we love Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash charm. Just go to indeed.com slash charm right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash charm. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're thinking like a chess game for you. Yeah, it was a total chess game because I'm thinking all that guy has to do is scoot over to the right and bam, we're in. We have two seats. So she said then to me, well, Kim, he's eating. He just got his food. You can't bother him. I said, watch me. Because again, I don't care necessarily what he thinks. All I knew is what I wanted. And that was to sit in those seats and to talk to him and other people. So I just went in and I said, hi. And he literally jumped off of his stool. And he's like, ah, uh, hi. I said, you know, my friend and I, we were wanting to grab a couple seats. Is anyone in the seat next to you? Do you mind? We'd like sitting in the middle. He goes, oh my gosh, not at all. So he scooted over and he became like an amazing, amazing person to talk to the entire time. And sure enough, it's exactly like I predicted. We talked to everybody people to the right, people to the left, and the bartender. And we created this energy. We literally had the whole room 
at our disposal. So that's what I mean by dating GPS. It's really navigating the room and women can be more purposeful as we're doing it, but still keep our sense of femininity about us. Right, yeah, because you can't take too much of a lead on this. Or You can take the lead if you're a woman. You absolutely can. It's just that you're gonna scare away a lot of guys who prefer more traditional roles, which is, for better or for worse, is just the reality of the situation. But you have to basically make it seem like it's our idea that we're talking with you by becoming so social that we're not afraid that you're going to go, get away from me, you creep, the second we try. Exactly. I'm glad you said that because I wanted to tell you the second part of that story was exactly what you said. It wasn't that we were leading everything. We just happened to position ourselves so we had a better chance of him talking to us, right? And so we let him lead the conversation and then we added stuff to it. But again, we had to give the signal that we didn't bite, that we were here, we were present, and that we were two like interesting, fun ladies to talk to. And I think that is something that women struggle with especially as women are getting stronger, stronger in the work world. And again, feel like we kind of have to fight our way to meet a man. And I always are saying that, I mean, I think men in general, no matter what age they're at, they do prefer a feminine woman. And it doesn't mean dumbing down, but it's a matter of receiving. Let a man provide and protect and feel like a man. And we ultimately want that too, by the way. Even the strongest women I coached, the boss ladies, if you will, they all say the same thing. I would love to have a man take care of me. So we still want the traditional roles, yet we're kind of losing a little bit of how to go about it. So let's wrap with some practicals. You've got something called the three Fs, and uh, I'm really hoping that these are, these are good Fs. So lay them on me. Yeah, it's not the F that you think about, Jordan. Although if you do these three Fs, it could lead to that F, but we're not going to say that. Okay, um, all right, keep going. <laughs> F me, Kim, let's do this. Yeah, let's do it. So, okay, the first, and it is really the magic formula for traction, is to have fun. And we talked about that a lot. Women, take your armor off, get playful. You know, take an improv class play, observe children, do a salsa dancing class, you know, anything that gets you in that playful state out of your head and more into your body and having fun is the best. And men will enjoy that too. If you think about it, I mean, men love playful women and women love playful men. It's it's all that. As a generalization that I will take flack for an email, so I'm going to call it out right now. Yes, playfulness is often attractive. Yes, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. F number two, pay attention to fashion. And this is obviously one of my specialties since I'm a makeover expert and I take people shopping to get kind of a rocking style that's, you know, flirty and also attractive for women. Um, I'm wearing pants that you picked out for me, by the way. You are? Yeah, oh my right God, now. John Vervedas? I don't know. Maybe. Oh my gosh. Oh my God, I'm so proud. Yeah, no, it's great because, you know, women, I teach women about their body type and what looks good on their body, what colors flatter them, and also what men find sexy. I find that women dress for each other, not for men often. And so, you know, because I work with both men and women that I know I'm always serving the men, I'm like, what do you find sexy? And I know there's a few things. When in doubt, women wear a dress, wear heels. Men in general love it. And if you don't know a dress that works for you, if it's not kind of your vibe or your style, that's where I can help you. So definitely contact me. And one of the tips that I also give women, this is just a practical thing, is, you know, 
if there's something that you maybe secretly desire that you always wanted to wear that you never thought you could try it on for size and see the response you get. It could be as simple as red lipstick and you never wear red lipstick. It could be a red shoe. It could be a heel when you're never wearing heels. Anything that can kind of get you into like a fun, flirty, fashionable kind of mindset it's, you can almost think of it as an experiment. And I kid you not, if you, if you do this over and over again, and just even journal how it feels, what kind of response you're getting, it'll be like a snowball effect. You'll want to do more and more and more. So that's the second F. The third F is be flirty in your femininity. Think about perhaps an icon. I mean, all the stuff that we're talking about flirtiness, But I tell people, if you don't have a friend, maybe it could be a celebrity or someone you admire who you think is good at at the flirting. And then just pretend to be that person when you're at a party. You know, there's a lot of studies that say if you just act as if, then you will become, even if it's not something in your comfort zone, the more you do it, the more it'll become you. So if you, you know, look at their mannerisms, their body language, their tonality statements and quotes they use, a lot of times when I coach people say that they learn more just by watching me than actually doing it themselves, because it almost like rubs off on them. And they think of me the next time they go to a party. So it could be something simple like that. And then again, pay attention to how other people are reacting to you and write down at least three observations about yourself after doing that exercise. What kind of observations? Like, are men responding to you? Are men asking for your numbers? Are you finding that actually more men are coming and talking to you? Are you putting yourself in situations where now you're feeling more comfortable around men? Anything that you can observe in your body and the way that you're feeling and also the results that you're getting. Let me ask you this. Let me put myself into the the metaphorical shoes of the lady here. You mentioned earlier wearing a dress, red lipstick, heels, because men love that. What if I don't give a crap about, I mean, what if that's not me? I don't want to do that. I'm uncomfortable like that. And screw these guys. I got to dress up for them. Right now, who I am is not good enough. I mean, that seems really unfair. It's something I hear all the time. In fact, like women will come to me and they say, if a man doesn't like me for me, then F them. You know, it's a common thing. Here's what I say to everybody. Look, it's not about changing who you are. It's about packaging yourself in a way so that a man gets to know you. So if you think of it like just taking the emotion out of it and you have like two business packages, right? Same content. One is in a manila folder with like chicken scratch and the other is nicely laminated. Which one are you going to choose? Most people are going to choose the professional one. Why? Because it looks like it's professional. The same content. We didn't change the inside. So this is my whole message to women. It's again, don't think of it as changing who you are, but you're marketing yourself. So men will get to want to know who all that you are, or you'll be missed. Or maybe you're sending um, a different message with the way that you present in your image than who you are. So, you know, that's a whole, I think, other podcast, honestly, is just, you know, looking at your image and what messages you're portraying. But it's a, I'm glad you brought that up because it's something that I think a lot of women struggle with. But at the end of the day, men enjoy when you take care of yourself, when you feel comfortable in your skin. It doesn't have to be red lipstick. But as long as you love you, they will too. Yeah, it'll show through. It shines through and it's confident and it's really nice. It's a it's a nice change of pace for a lot of guys who meet a lot of insecure women or women that are not very nice to them. You know, so if you can 
get those two things together, you have a huge advantage because right now you're thinking, but I am really nice. Well, good. You got that handled. And uh, the rest of it is kind of up to you. You know, it doesn't have to be heels. But yeah, even honestly, smiling over heels any day. Oh, totally. Smiling and not looking at me like I'm a metaphorical piece of dog poop that you just stepped in (laughs) beats heels any day. (laughs) (laughs) But can you imagine if you wore heels and smiled at the same time? You'd be fighting them off with a stick. Right. (laughs) Good problem to have. Yeah, exactly. Thanks so much, Kim Seltzer. We have your info in the show notes as well so people can ask questions of you. And, of course, people can email us. I want to hear what the AOC family thinks about this because I want to do a little mini-series on these in the future. I get a lot of email from the female AOC fans that are like, where's the dating stuff for women? And this stuff is legit. I've known you for a really long time. I know that what you teach works. I've seen testimonials from people that I've referred to you, et cetera, et cetera. So I want to hear if you want to hear more about this and we can create a little bit more for the AOC fam because we don't want to leave out our AOC sisters when it comes to dating and relationships. I love it. I love it. I know. And I'm really glad you're doing this because every time I talk to the women, they're like, I love your show, Jordan. I love it. I wish there was more programs for women. And that's why you and I are working together. So I'm excited about it. Exactly. Thanks so much. Interesting stuff. You know, at first I was worried about creating a female toolbox because I just have no authority to talk about what women are experiencing in the dating world. So I'm glad that we're able to bring in somebody like Kim who's been through a lot and has been teaching it for years and years and years and she really knows what she's talking about. So getting this stuff articulated is gonna be a little tricky, but I hope this helps the AOC sisters out big time because I think we've finally gotten several hundred emails about this to the point where I can't ignore it anymore. And one thing that really strikes me after prolonged conversations with Kim is how similar at least the initial trivialities of dating are between men and women. Well, I'm afraid of rejection. Well, I don't want to start the conversation because of X, Y, Z reason. Those reasons might be different, but we have the exact same problems. That's why I think it's helpful for men to listen to this too if you're single, even if you're not, frankly, to get an inside look at what's going through the the heads of anybody on the market. And a lot of this stuff, frankly, applies everywhere, dating or outside of it. We don't start conversations and networking because we're afraid of the exact same things. We just don't have the exact same goals, the exact same outcome in mind. If you enjoyed this one, don't forget to thank Kim on Twitter. We'll have her Twitter linked in the show notes as well as her resources mentioned on the show. You can tap the album art in most mobile podcast players to see the show notes right on your phone. I also post tons of stuff on Twitter that never makes it to the show, articles, insights, other stuff. I am at The Art of Charm on Twitter. Remember, subscribe on iTunes, share it with your friends. We've got our iPhone and Android apps as well. And when you review us, it not only makes us feel proud, it helps keep us up in the ranks so that other people who can use this information can find the show more easily to get the credible advice they need. It's also the best way to support the show other than purchasing products and training from us. Special thanks to the Jasons and Fogarty for their help in production of the Art of Charm podcast. Go ahead, tell your friends. The greatest compliment you can give us is a referral to someone else either in person or shared on the web. Now have a great week and leave everything and everyone better than you found them. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Thanks for listening to The Art of Charm. Get more confidence, relationship skills, life hacks, and more at theartofcharmpodcast.com.